Well, welcome to a Wednesday and the Wednesday edition of Time in God's Word. And this is David Carnes. Always just so good to be with you and hope you're having a blessed week. But we are back together now and we are continuing our walk through the text out of John chapter 4 where Jesus is speaking to the Samaritan woman at the well. And you remember that we are spending our time looking at a series that we're calling the Principles of Evangelism. Now, up until this point, we have looked at three principles that the text brings out. Here they are. Number one, that the gospel is for the least of these. Then number two, that the gospel speaks of the gift of eternal life. And then number three, that the gospel promises unending blessings. But now, with that said, today we look at the fourth point in all of this, and that is the gospel requires the confrontation of sin. That's number four. The gospel requires the confrontation of sin. And let me say, and we're going to look into this, but the gospel message, it's not truly presented until sin is confronted. And this is what we see next in the conversation as, again, Jesus speaks to the woman at the well. And so with point number four now here to look at, let me take us into the text. We are again in John chapter four. Today, we begin to look at the text that encompasses verses 16 through 19. So we go there now as we spend time in God's word. We moved to point number four in all this. And today, this is what we're going to do. Have time just to look at one point today, but point number four. And let me say, as we now open up this next point in all of this, what we are going to see is we are going to see a major shift in this conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. A major shift. And let me say it this way. It is a shift that impacts the woman like nothing has ever impacted her before. But now, before we do look at this, and before we open all this up, let me just do this. Let me read the text that we're going to be looking at today. You are in John chapter 4. The verses that we're going to focus in on this morning, we're going to focus in on verses 16 through 19. So you do this with me. Look in your Bible, follow along, and let me just read as we look into God's Word now. But starting John chapter 4, verse number 16, the text goes on to say this. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Well, Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir... I perceive that you are a prophet. Now, that is the text that we are going to be focusing in on today. That is the reading of God's Word. And again, as I said, we're going to go now into point number four. What is point number four? Here it is. If you're a note taker, write this down. But point number four in all this is, the gospel requires the confrontation of sin. Write it down that way. Again, as we look at the principles of evangelism, this is point number four in it, point number four. The gospel requires the confrontation of sin. Now again, what we have seen up until this point is Jesus is there, again, what? To share the gospel with the least of these. We've seen that. 
He has been there also to share that eternal life is a free gift. He has done that. Also, Jesus, He is there to share that eternal life promises unending blessings. He has done that. But now, I have said the conversation now turns, and it turns drastically. There is a major shift now in the conversation. And I say this because of what Jesus says next to the woman. Did you see it? Verse number 16, look at it. Verse number 16, Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. Now, we just stop right there. We stop there. So much to pull out of all of this, but just to get right into this, at this point, as Jesus is sharing about eternal life, this is what he does, and that is, now he brings up sin. That's what he does. This is where Jesus is going now in the conversation. Again, what he does is he confronts sin, or should I say he forces the woman to confront her sin. That's what he does at this point. And he does it by making this statement, the statement when he says, go call your husband. That's what he does. A statement again that forces the woman to confront her sin. A statement that speaks to her conscience. That's what Jesus is doing at this point. But now, at this point, let me just kind of do this. But as I read through narratives in Scripture, so many times my mind, maybe yours as well, but my mind tends to just go back and ask, I wonder what was going on or what it looked like. And at this point in the conversation, maybe this is what it looked like. But maybe at this point, the woman had drawn the water that she had come to draw, and maybe she had just heard enough. Maybe she had just heard enough of what Jesus was saying. I mean, we've already seen that she has been sarcastic with Jesus. You remember that? We brought that out last week. We have seen how more than likely she just thought that she was encountering a very strange man at that well, Jacob's well. And so maybe she's thinking, you know, it's time for me to leave. It's time for me to get out of here. And maybe she has turned now. And maybe she has turned her back to Jesus. Maybe with her back to him, she heads now back to the village. And as she begins to walk away, all of a sudden she hears these words from Jesus. Oh, hey, as you go, call your husband. At this point, we then ask the question, what's the point of that? What is Jesus doing? The answer is, again, Jesus is confronting her. He's confronting her sin. He's bringing up sin in her life. And we ask another question, what sin? What sin is it that Jesus is focusing in on here that he's bringing up? Well, you just keep reading, don't you? Look back at your Bible. Look at verse 17. Look at the response of the woman after Jesus has said, go call your husband. Look at verse 17. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Now, just stop right there. That's a response. Now, again, Jesus, what's he doing? He's confronting the sin that's in her life. And she says, she says, I have no husband. I have no husband. Now, let me say, that's right. That's absolutely right. She had no husband. But understand this, just like all sinners, and guess what? We are all sinners. There are times that we like to tell only half the truth about something, don't we? That's what we like to do. That's what she's doing right there. Half truth. Only sharing half of it. 
Then you look back, verse number 17, look at it. Jesus said to her, you're right. You're right in saying I have no husband. And look at verse number 18. For you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Now again, so much to bring out here, but let me say that right here, again, what Jesus is doing is he's forcing the point. He's, he's forcing the matter, and that is sin is to be confronted. When you share the good news of Jesus, you got to go there. you got to go there. Now, understand this, but no one, no one can ever come to eternal life. No one can come to Jesus by faith unless sin is confronted Sin is acknowledged, sin is confessed, and turned from, repented of. It's got to be. And again, this is what Jesus is now doing, and here he goes about doing it by bringing up the fact that the woman, she is a sinner. He's calling it out. He's making it clear to her. And he's doing this by saying again, how? Go call your husband. Knowing that the man, by the way, that she was living with, was not her what? Husband. Now, with that said, here's what we're going to do now for here until we're done this morning. But as we continue through, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to now just take off the page some points and we'll call subpoints to the main point. Okay? Sin must be confronted as you share the gospel. That's the main point that we're looking at today. But now as we just continue through this, let me just pull some other points out of this that go with what we're talking about. And I want you to see this. But as we go through this, write these down. Vitally important for us, again, as the church, as we share the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Here's point number one I want you to write down. Just do this. Highlight this in your notes. But point number one in the subpoint is, without the confrontation of sin, the result is always going to be a false conversion. Remember that. If you think that you can share the gospel without addressing sin, and then you see that person praying to Jesus to save them, that's a false conversion. You've got a false convert. We need to know this. Now, up until this point, and understand this, but up until this point in this conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan woman, again, Jesus, what's he simply talked about? Again, he is simply spoken of that eternal life is a gift, it's free, you don't have to work for it. He's also brought up the fact that eternal life brings about so many, all the blessings of God to your life. This is what he has focused on up until now. But let me say this, if Jesus would have stopped right there and he wouldn't have gone any further, then guess what? Everybody's coming to Jesus. You hear me? I mean, if you just stop right there, everybody's going for what you just said. Who's turning that down? Nobody's turning it down. Everybody's signing up for it. If all you do is share, you know what? Eternal life, it's free. Don't have to work for it. Don't have to impress God to get it. Also, understand that all the blessings, if you just say yes to Jesus, you'll just be flooded with blessings every day of your life. If you just stop there, everybody's signing up. That's what everybody's doing. But let me say, it is a travesty. It is a huge travesty. When people share the gospel, and so many times, that's all somebody shares. 
Just come to Jesus. Blessings are yours. Blessings will flow. Come to faith in him and it's all yours. That's it. And that's all you share. So many times someone will share, someone will say this. They'll come back and they'll say, so excited, shared the gospel. What'd you tell them? I told them it's a free gift. And I told them about the blessings. And then the person prayed to receive Christ. Understand, you've got a false convert. That's what you've got. It's not real. You did that person no good. You didn't do them a favor. As a matter of fact, you hurt them. Now, understand, a person cannot truly come to faith in Jesus without first understanding and acknowledging that they are a sinner in need of somebody to save them. That's what they need to know. A person cannot truly come to faith in Jesus until that person understands that they're separated from God. Why? Because of sin in their life. And that Jesus came to die for their sin, went to a cross, was the substitute for you and for me, went to that cross for them, died in their place, went to a grave, rose from that grave, and then you simply cry out in the name of the Lord as your Savior. Because why? You're in need of one. There's sin in your life. The wages of sin is what? Death. Death speaking of a separation from God. And that's everybody's condition. Jesus came to die for that sin. Understand, you need to know this so that you can turn from your sin and turn to God. I'm reminded back at Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost. Peter's preaching Jesus. The people cry out to Him, what must we do to be saved? What did Peter say? Peter said, repent. What's that mean? Turn from your sin and turn to the Lord Jesus. That's what he said. Understand, this cannot be ignored. This cannot be glossed over. I mean, when sharing the gospel, you have got to make it clear to that person that you are speaking to that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. You've got to go down that road. You've got to make it clear that the Bible says, for example, in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse number 46, the words of King Solomon. Solomon said, For there is no one who does not know sin. Understand, David wrote in Psalm chapter 14, verse number 1, speaking of man, he wrote, They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. David also wrote in Psalm chapter 143, verse 2, David writes, For no one living is righteous before God. The prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 6, wrote, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, that's Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Go to the New Testament. John in 1 John chapter 1, verse number 10 writes, If we say we have not sinned, we make God out to be a liar, and His Word is not in us. Scripture, all through Scripture, Old Testament and New, makes the point, tells us what? That man is sinful, separated from God, in need of a Savior. And understand, we've got to tell people that. Unless you tell them you haven't shared the gospel, You've got to tell them. And then we look at this conversation between Jesus and the woman at the well. This is a major shift in the conversation. 
And Jesus goes from, again, the gift of eternal life, the blessings of eternal life, to now what? Confronting sin in the woman's life. That's what he does. And again, if you share the gospel, and again, all you include, eternal life's a gift, it's, it's a blessing. If you don't address sin, then again, you have not shared the complete gospel. And you have failed that person that you're speaking to. That's what you're doing. And you're, you're promoting a false conversion. That's what you're doing. Please remember Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Paul wrote again, and I quote it again, the wages of sin is death. In other words, that word death speaks of a separation from God. That death speaks of a separation from Him, and yet eternity in hell. That's what it speaks of. But the lost have to understand that they are sinful, again, separated from God because of sin, and that Jesus is the one that paid the price Paid the price in your place for your sin. The lost have to know this. They need to know that they need to be saved from something. Understand this. When you came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, you had to realize you needed a Savior. You had to realize that you were lost and you needed somebody to throw you a lifeline. And that somebody was Jesus. Well, it is so important to remember that as you and I share the gospel with the lost, that we address sin, that every person is a sinner in need of a savior, and his name is Jesus. And understand, unless this truth is shared, it is certain that false conversions will follow. But this is a truth that cannot be ignored. Sin has to be confronted. But now, That's just the opening part of this point that says the gospel requires the confrontation of sin. There are other sub-points that we're going to continue to bring out, and we're going to do that the next time we come together on Friday. But until then, might you have a blessed day, live for Jesus, and love Him, and we will see you next time as we spend time in God's Word.